A Shot of Wrestling, episode 47. And away we go. I be busting, freestyles and stone cold sudden and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, Undertaker Kane. Sit in the fire or get pooed like Roman Reigns. Get this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that Cactus Jack. It's Patty Gag, the face runs the place now, so phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down, you're about to get hit, we going off the script, if you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick, we talk that WWE, it's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJT. That's right, this is a shot of wrestling and we're coming to you pre-recorded from Omega Studios, I'm the Green Man and along with me each and every week. He's the man responsible for Mariah Carey's debacle at New Year's Eve. He is your host, Michael J. Putty. My bad. Just started there. You got a little confident with your production skills from a shot of wrestling. You thought you could do the big leagues yeah, now, didn't you? And I could because it's fucking easy. You press two buttons. But instead of hitting her music, her earpiece was hearing Cadillac. Oh, she couldn't keep up with those words. Not now. <laughs> Not ever. No. So, um... That's my bad. Not ever. She she was not saying to you if you would ever be her baby. Nope. Not after that. Nope. Killed it. But you rocked out some patty, Yeah. <laughs> How's your New Year's been, man? Yeah, 2017? Probably. Starting off with a bang for you? Yeah, sucked. Same shit, different day. You know? Same well, shit, different year. <laughs> well, it's a new year for a shot of wrestling. And it's starting off really great because this past week in the wrestling news, we had Wrestling Kingdom 11. Oh, that came out? Hap- yeah. For New Japan's Pro Wrestling WrestleMania. Xbox? PlayStation? No, no, no. It, it not, was, not a video it, game. No, it, it, it was a show that was streamed from Japan oh, at the Tokyo like, Dome. I think of Disney Kingdom. Came came here at the US like at 1, 2 a.m. in the morning. Which one is it? A lot of people what took off the next day out of work for about? it. Which one is it? <laughs> what kingdom? It was Wrestle Kingdom 11. Oh, yes. I watched the first 10. Binged it on Netflix. Nice. Great. Nice. Great. All 11 kingdoms. I would do a recap for you, but I couldn't do it justice. So to start off the second year of A Shot of Wrestling, we're going to start it with... It means it's only episode 47, so it's only the first year. (laughs) We're going to start with two mics on this show. Mikey, are you there? Yes, I'm here. What's up, guys? It's really four mics. Huh? Really- <laughs> <laughs> you, you got that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got it because of the microphone. Do I need to explain it? <laughs> Mikey, so you watched, the, one. you watched the whole show. I mean, all five hours. It was like yeah, WrestleMania 32 all over. I didn't, stay, I didn't stay up like some of the other fans, but I did watch it from start to finish when I was able to. So there's a reason I brought you on the show, because you are a true diehard indie fan. We met at the Elks Lodge not too long ago, and there's mm-hmm. just so much knowledge that you have. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, what got you into pro wrestling? What do you follow mm-hmm. and stuff? Well, basically, about like 11 years ago, you know, flipping through the channels on TV, you know, found, found this little thing called Monday Night Raw, started watching it, and I got little, into little it. Little show we little talk about little. from time to time, yeah. Yeah, like, show. I knew about it from like time to time, but like something told me, you know, let me get into it because you know at the time I didn't really have that much things I was into. So when I got into wrestling, that pretty much set me forward. All right, and then you started going to some shows. You got into yeah. the indie shows. Well, first few years, I was a pro wrestling fan. 
of course, I went to just mainly WWE shows. But then as the years came by, I found out a few indie promotions and I started in, um, going to indie promotions and then the rest was history. I wouldn't say New Japan Pro Wrestling is an indie promotion, but it's another promotion on the far it's east. It's another promotion. I would not consider it an indie. Not it's at all. one of the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> so break it down to us. What happened far east this past week? Wow. Wrestle Kingdom 11 took place at the Tokyo Dome in place was Tokyo, huge. Japan. Now, has the WWE ever been there before? Um, I don't think the WWE's been there before, but I know they've been to other places in Japan. I'm not too sure about the Tokyo Dome. That place was huge. They jam-packed it, so go ahead. Yeah, so so we first started with the pre-show, which was the New Japan Rumble, which was won by Unbreakable Michael Elgin. He was the one who started off the match. uh, Michael Elgin and Billy Gunn started off the match, actually. Were you surprised to see Billy Gunn there? Yeah, I, I had no idea Billy Gunn was going to be a part of the Rumble. What's the deal with the Bullet Club Hunter shirts? It was like Bullet Club all over this show. <laughs> Are they hunting I, Bullet Clubs? Are they hunting bullets? That, that, that's pretty much what it is. If you, if, you, <laughs> if you see Bullet Club Hunter, pretty much they're against the Bullet Club. It's like it's like back in the days when it was you know NWO and NWO Wolfpack. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> The mics but were coming yeah. in pretty heavy early in that match. It's like I could hear every move mm-hmm. they were going to do. Well, I mean, Billy Gunn wasn't the only Bullet Club Hunter that was in that match. The other Bullet Club Hunter in that match was Yoshi Tatsu. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it was a good Royal Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. And very enjoyable. I think it got me started liking it. It really is what tuned the green man in. Like, I was like, oh, this is great. We're a great way. I, yeah. I, I mean, way better I than an Andre the Giant. Scott Norton in there. Yeah, and way better than an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah. I was actually at the first Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I kind of thought it was a clusterfuck. But yeah, not this one. This one was great. No, no. This, no, New Japan's the real deal when they come to Battle Royals and stuff. There's actually a difference between the New Japan Rumble and the WWE Royal Rumble. That what? is, you know, the Royal Rumble, you know, the only way to go out is by over-the-top elimination. Right, but the New Japan Rumble. Not only you can eliminate your opponent over the top rope, you could also eliminate them by pinfall or submission. Nice little twist. Nice little twist. But then mm-hmm. the big show started. What did they start off with? With Wrestle Kingdom. Um, we had Tiger Mask W take it on Tiger the Dark, which was kind of like based off like a anime series that they're they're producing. You know, called Tiger Mask W. Michael J. Putty. Now, get this. There's a cartoon in Japan. Okay. Okay. And, and the wrestlers were actually wearing the mask of these characters in the cartoon, right? And they were wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it's anime. Yes, they and were. it's anime. So they're naked. Well, not the wrestler. <laughs> That's a different kind of anime, Michael J. <laughs> what did you think? Do you think something like that could actually get pulled off at, in, in the WWE product or any other platform? I thought it worked very well for New Japan, but I don't know if I could it does it work else. in Japan. I'm not too sure if it'll work out like in America or something, or you know, any other country like Canada, the UK. Yeah, because anime is really like mainly like a whole Japan thing. That's where it's mostly popular in. Right, right. Maybe they could, maybe we could do like a Yu-Gi-Oh or something. What are those big yeah. Dragon Ball Z? 
What are those? Uh, hunting? Yeah, I actually did Pikachu's? some research earlier. Um, I actually found out who was behind the mask of both wrestlers. Breaking news. Go ahead. Hit it. Tiger Mask W is Kota Ibushi. And Ooh. Tiger the Dark is ACH. Now, why are they going to put Kota Ibushi in a mask? That, that's like a big uh. name. He is I a mean, big name. I mean, that's even I a big name for WWE that fans. They would have an M under the mask. I mean, basically, once you find out who it is, you're basically saying, "Oh, I just watched Kota Ibushi versus ACH, yeah. and I didn't even know it till after." Wow, your <laughs> the biggest matches from Wrestle Kingdom. What were they? Oh man, you want me to just go just go straight through the biggest matches? Yeah, just give me give me what your best matches were. Oh man. <laughs> It, there was a, I'll tell you, there was a lot of title matches, man. Eight of them. the show. Right? So like there was the IWGP was... Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles between Rapunky Vice, Beretta, Rocky Romero, and the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Young Bucks, of course, the defending champions. They lost the titles to Rapunky Vice. I know. I was quite surprised by that. <laughs> now, I'm not a person who's seen a lot of the Young Bucks, but I've seen... Probably too much of the super kick because there were a lot of super kicks. That <laughs> oh yeah, match. that's their main thing. <laughs> what I else mean, was they a got good one? a whole lot of set of tag finishers too. They got the more bang for your buck, the indie taker, the Meltzer driver. They do a lot of flippy shit. Yeah, no, it was a good match. Solid, solid competition between everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Where, are, where were the other highlights? You also had um, a gauntlet match for the never open weight six man tag titles. You saw our, what's called the Bullet Club members, Hangman Page, Yujiro Takahashi, and Bad Luck Valet. And they're the first two. Well, basically, you know, they start off with two teams. Bullet Club was the first team. And then Chaos members, Jado, Will Ospreay, and Yoshi Hashi started off the match. Of course, the Bullet Club prevailed in there. And then right after that, the team of Bushi, Evil, and Sonata came out and defeated the Bullet Club. So, after yeah, that, Bullet Club was just losing early on. Yeah, uh, I was kind of fearful was not for doing them. too good <laughs> early on in the, in the pay-per-view. But um, the champions, obviously, they had the advantage because they came out last in the gauntlet. The champions, of course, are David Finley, Ricochet, and Satoshi Kojima. Now, we're big fans of Ricochet on the show. Okay, King Ricochet oh, needs man. to make it up up to the WWE already. I mean, he killed it as Prince Puma over at Lucha Underground. I would hope so, killed but it. the problem is, you know, if Ricochet goes to the WWE, they're probably going to water him down. Totally, bro. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. I, I think you might be right, but that is a shame. You, you guys aren't going to be too happy by the result because Ricochet did lose one of his titles. Bushi, Evil, and Sonata defeated David Finley, Ricochet, and Satoshi Kojima for the o- never open weight six man titles. Excuse me. What I'm saying bo- the never the never open weight six man titles. Um, never open weight championship. Mm-hmm. You want to explain well, the six man tag titles? Well, because what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> well, basically. The- Originally, Never was uh, a side project from New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's basically it was basically like their NXT. They were mainly highlighting, you know, the younger up and coming talents, and they also highlight the wrestlers who aren't signed to the promotion. But basically, the open weight 
is basically open to anybody not in New Japan Pro Wrestling or anybody that's like up and coming. So all those competitors you've seen in there are either the up and comings or who never got signed yet. Yeah, and it's actually an acronym, Michael J. Putty. It's uh, it stands for New Blood Evolution, Validity, Eternal, and Radical. New Blood never. Two, new Blood's two words. That's right. Huh? New Blood's two words. So it should be New Blood. Yeah, but but they make it. You know, in Japan they kind of oh, shorten it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of things are different in Japan. Yeah, like the. The 10 count doesn't exist over in New Japan. Oh, no. I, I, I was it's confused. It was like a clusterfuck. They counted to 20. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm used to the 20 count because obviously I watch a lot of international wrestling. Also, they do the 20 count ring of honor as well. So so is like the WWE incorrect by doing a 10 count? Or maybe the, are they just stretching out the 10 count so it actually is a 20 count? I think it's kind of more like they're stretching it out, you know. They want, I guess, they want to have like more of a dramatic atmosphere, you know, when it comes to the match. They don't want to, you know, get no mostly count out wins or disqualification wins like how the WWE does. Because if you watch the WWE week after week, a lot of the competitions are ended by count out or disqualification. Oh, yeah. We'll be talking a lot about that in Raw Cheers and Heels later tonight. What was. What was match of the night for you, my man? Match of the night. Easy. Okada and Omega for the IWGP heavyweight title. Wow. Omega win? No, he didn't, unfortunately. Oh, I was pulling for Omega. <laughs> great performance, too, though. A lot yeah, of great moves. 45 minutes of pure wrestling, man. Yeah. What, what do you think was... What made it the best match of the night? Like, was it the moves? Was it the characters? The psychology in the match. What was it? The for whole you? match basically told a story. Yeah. Like you saw everything. Like you saw move after move. Like you know they obviously knew each other. They were countering each other's moves. Like you didn't know who was gonna win. Like the whole time I was watching that match, I couldn't even sit down. I was so excited. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that stood out for me was that we don't see in that many matches, unless it's a re- WrestleMania style match, is selling. Like, they were truly mm-hmm. selling every single move, whether it was uh, a, a forearm, a clothesline, I mean, a la- whatever it was, it, yeah. no matter how small it was, they each were selling it. And and that got got the fans invested. Like, I, I was like, holy shit, that must have really hurt. Oh, yeah, that definitely had hurt because they do a lot of strong style in Japan, man. Yeah. That was that was definitely the standout match for me as well. Um, the big headlines coming out of Wrestle Kingdom is Adam Cole. So fill us in on what happened with Adam Cole. So basically, at Wrestle Kingdom 11, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly faced off for the Ring of Honor World Championship, and Adam Cole now how is that possible? Because it's New Japan Pro Wrestling. How is the Ring of Honor Championship? Actually, Ring of Honor has a partnership with New Japan what? Pro Wrestling. So yeah, they exchanged talent. Wow, so it's kind of like the uh, Evolve and WWE relationship. Yeah, kind of like that. Like they, They've been doing this for like a couple of years now because just about every year they have that War of the Worlds event mm-hmm. when they come to the United States. They did, they did two in New York City, one at the Hammerstein and one at Terminal 5. Yeah. And I remember they did one in Philly too, if I remember. So yeah, Adam Cole making history. As- yeah, first ever three-time Ring of Honor World Champion. No other man that I could find deserving of that. I mean, the guy's awesome. I'm surprised he hasn't been on the list to be called up. 
there were actually a lot of rumors lot going of around rumors about him getting mm-hmm. called up. But he's he's the Ring of Honor champion, so you you can solidify those rumors. But O'Reilly is a free agent now. So who's yeah, apparently he's a free agent now because he lost the title due to the fact that he did not re-sign with Ring of Honor. So does that make you think that he's on his way up to the WWE? He's heading up north? Well, you can't possibly say it's immediately WWE because he could also sign the TNA Wrestling as well. Is that you still never a know. thing? Apparently. <laughs> I heard Dixie Carter wasn't even involved in that right anymore. Now, Jeff Jarrett's back. Dutch Mantel's back, so... Yeah, there's we'll a, see. We'll see what happens to them in the foreseeable future. A lot of big news from Wrestle Kingdom. It's actually going to get us into our next segment of in the news. So thank you very much, Mikey. Really appreciate. <laughs> no, Mikey, <laughs> not Michael J. Thank you very much for filling <laughs> us in on what happened in the wee hours of the morning here in the USA. But uh, Wrestle Kingdom 11, great job. Thank you. If anybody wants to follow you, where can they do that? Uh, you can follow me at, at NYNDCMPunkKid on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I'm not that much of a Twitter user, but I'm active on Snapchat. I'm active on Instagram. My Facebook's at Mike McNicholas. Well, thank you very much. Like we said before, this show here is from the fans and it's to the fans. And it was a pleasure having you on. Yeah, pleasure. That's right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thanks for everything. You're welcome. So, yeah, yeah, that was that was that was fun. <laughs> That's Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. Speaking of Wrestle Kingdom Eleven, I guess you can say, "But he likes it." <laughs> but he likes it. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does, Michael. Uh, you know what else he would like? No. Words with wrestling, and while he gets some words with wrestling from you, I'm going to go to the bar. Okay. I'm going to make a little special drink for Mikey. Okay. I'll, I'll be I'll be right back. No, he's not here, right? Huh? He's not here. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Michael J. Putty, yeah. that Mikey. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, I'll be uh, right back. Uh, just tune me in. Words of wrestling, Indy. Oh Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> Indy. The term refers to independent wrestling circuit of independent wrestling promotions that are smaller than the major televised promotions like the WWE. It could also be considered the minor leagues of professional wrestling. Specific promotions on the independent circuit are referred to as indie promotions or indies. A wrestler is said to be working the indies if he or she is wrestling in one of the independent promotions or working the indie circuit if he or she is performing in different indie promotions. Now that we know the meaning of the word, you can play along with this week's drinking game and take a shot. Every time we say the word indie. Now, against my better judgment, I am going to check in on the Green Man at the bar and see what he has this week. Green Man, are you there? Green Man, Green Man. Hello, Michael. How are you, my friend? Um, I just saw you two seconds ago. Well, I'm I'm so here I'm tonight. Huh? Yeah. Well, I'm here behind the bar. We're ready to get going, okay. and in celebration of Dean Ambrose's win of the Intercontinental Championship, we're not, we're not celebrating. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate I'm not, it. I'm not celebrating tonight with a shot I like to call Beauty and the Ambrose. 
Beauty, of course, referring to the beautiful and talented Renee Young. And um, it, take, it has two ingredients. Uh, ingredient number one is Jägermeister. You're familiar with that, right? Like Jäger, yeah. Yeah. And um, the beauty to this drink, tequila rose strawberry cream. Sounds disgusting. What are you talking about? We're going to mix these two together so you'll get your beauty and the amber. So let me just pour these in. I'm watching, I'm, I'm watching Survivor Series 2009 here in the studio. You just turned Survivor Series on? The Miz. What year? 2009. Nice. The Miz rocking for the U.S. Championship. Getting stopped Look at that. All right. Well, shaking up the drinks over here. Don't do that right in the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> Um, let me just uh, pour it. The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler for a title. Something's never changed, eh? And um, I will bring the drinks over to you right now, my friend. So you come over now? Yeah, right now. Okay, see you soon. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, here we go. This better be good. Yeah, made it just back in time for the news, but before we get into that, What's let's uh, smells disgusting. Taste this beautiful beauty and the ambrose. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> okay. Ooh. That's gross. Uh, I don't know if I enjoy that. You should taste this before you give it to me. <laughs> I never said that they're going to be great shots. They're, they're just they kind of that that uh, road tequila rose kind of softens the Jaeger. Kind of tastes like Nestle's Quick. You know that oh, strawberry flavor. I don't like strawberry. Mm. Okay, let's get in the news. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rowdy Rousey, made her grand return to the UFC octagon and got her ass handed to her and lost in. 48 seconds via TKO. What? Now, of course, many of you who are listening assume she is done with the UFC and is now headed to the WWE. Why would you assume that? People do. People are smarts. Okay. Who knows not? Why? Because you lose twice and that's it? You quit? The coach. My man, Jonathan Coachman, thinks that after the loss, WWE will no longer be interested in signing her. He says, and I quote, the WWE would have taken her before the fight. People yep. want people want to tweet out pictures of her when she was with The Rock. Guess what? That was at WrestleMania 2015. I'll say this before and I'll say it again. There has never been an athlete in the history of sports that their self-worth, and I don't like saying this, but... It's true. Their self-worth is so tied to their professional success. As far as WWE is concerned, they don't bring in broken stars. And Ooh. that is what she is. She is broken from a professional sense. They don't rebuild broken celebrities outside of the WWE. That's true. They are never going to bring her in because the fans won't treat her fairly. And what exactly are they going to do with her at this point? Harsh words from a coach. That is a good question, Jonathan Coachman. So, Michael J. Putty, I asked that to you. What if she were to come to WWE? shot my shirt. It's sticky, too. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what, what, what would you do with Ronda Rossi? Uh, ship her to Raw. But I don't want her on SmackDown. <laughs> 
So should we go in straight against Charlotte? Charlotte, you can put her maybe against Nia Jax, Sasha Banks. Um, but like no one cares anymore. She's not that monster, dominant monster anymore. She's just a, a woman. So I would think she should come to Raw. I yeah. agree. Um, and she should be that broken, broken oh athlete, God, just it. like what? Get grow out of her hair. There you go. Speak in an accent. There you go. And delete you. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. You knew where I was going with that, but just come back as that broken athlete and delete, delete, delete. I love it. So she lost her last match in the UFC. And many think she'll come to WWE. Sounds familiar? In other news. Well, speaking of the UFC, Brock Lesnar has been given a one-year suspension for failing a drug test for substances, substances that were taken on June 28th and July 9th for anti-estrogen drugs called glomethine and hydroxychlomethine. Prior to his fight at UFC 200 last July against Mark Hunt, his suspension from MMA competition would end on July 15, 2017, which is the period of one year after his provisional USADA suspension originally started. The one-year suspension was the maximum sentence Lesnar could receive under UFC and USADA's current sanctions. As we reported earlier on a shot of wrestling, this is in addition to the $250,000 fine and a one-year suspension by the Nevada State Athletic Commission earlier in December. His win over Mark Hunt was overturned to a no contest. In other news, speaking of Brock Lesnar, during a recent edition of Heated conversations with Booker T. Booker T himself shared his thoughts on Brock Lesnar's recent punishments. He says, and I quote, Brock went out. He did something wrong, right? Right. In the fight game, if you do something wrong, you should get punished for it. Am I right or wrong? You're right. 250000 a year suspension and what else? And they took the win away. Okay. This is the way I look at it. Brock Lesnar made $2.5 million Minus two hundred fifty thousand. That's two point two five million, and a vacation for a year. He probably, <laughs> he probably wasn't coming back to the UFC for a year anyway. Do you know what I mean? And to take away my win from Mark Hunt, I take that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's that's a horrible Booker T impression. I wasn't trying. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's even worse. Your hands lifted up. Um, speaking of Booker T, in other news, well. He recently spoke with TMZ Sports regarding rumors involving Hulk Hogan possibly working with WWE again. In the video, Booker talks about his own troubled past and says that everyone deserves a second chance. Booker also noted that Hogan made a mistake with what he did and that if he has a, and if he was allowed to return to the WWE, Booker would give him his full support because Hogan gave Booker his full support when the two work together in WCW. In other news, Alberto El Patron and his brother El Hijo de Dos Caras. Very nice, very nice. Were involved in a nightclub fight in Leoban, Austria back on December 30th. 
which resulted in the police being called after El Patron allegedly beat up another individual in said nightclub. When the police arrived, El Patron and his brother were arrested, while the man El Patron assaulted was taken to a local hospital for treatment. Oh, they're still after him. Do we have, do we have Big Papa Pop coming? <laughs> Is there a next interview? El Patron was able to somehow break the zip ties when he was arrested. And he and his brother got into a fist fight, which is reportedly to have left the walls bloody. Oh, man. After El Patron was reportedly attempting to calm him down. This led to the police having to restrain El Patron with ankle shackles. That bitch be crazy. Damn. Speaking of El Patron, in other news. Well, TNA officials continue to have talks with Alberto El Patron about joining the company. Talks in the past have not amounted to much in recent months, but the two sides are have keen to come to some kind of agreement. Yeah, they are. TNA has a major set of television tapings coming up, but unless a last-minute deal is reached with Del Rio, he is not expected to appear. That's a spoiler alert. I'll, I'll look out for him. Well, speaking of TNA, in other news. Anthem Sports and Entertainment have announced they formed a new company that will be the parent company of TNA Wrestling. The company, called Anthem Wrestling Exhibitions, will be overseen by Ed Nordholm as president. Big news was that Dixie Carter has resigned as chairman of Impact Ventures, the former parent company of TNA. She will, however, remain with Anthem in an advisory role and a minority equity shareholder. That being said, Jeff Jarrett. How do you spell that? J E double F J A double R E double T. Will be returning to TNA Wrestling about time at this week's Impact Wrestling television tapings in his new role as executive consultant for the company. One of my close sources also revealed that Dixie Carter Wool would have never allowed Jarrett back. It's one of your close sources, Mikey? No. But now that she's gone. That bitch has little to say in the matter. <laughs> During his time away, as many of you know, he launched Global Wrestling Force. Where is that organization nowadays? Oh, dyslexia, my bad. Global Force Wrestling. Yeah. Which he will still be involved with going forward. In addition, as Abel's number one fan, Mikey announced Dutch Mantel, or as we know him, Dutch Zeb Coulter. Coulter, will also be returning in a creative consultant role. Speaking of indies, another news. Hey, let's do a shot. Bobby Fish has decided to stay put in Ring of Honor despite offers from WWE, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and TNA. Fish is believed to have signed a two-year contract, although this isn't confirmed but speculated given Ring of Honor recently signed Christopher Daniels, Jay Lethal, and the Young Bucks to new two-year deals. ROH has still yet to sign current Ring of Honor World Champion Kyle O'Reilly to a new deal. But as we mentioned earlier in our conversation of Wrestle Kingdom 11, he is a free agent. And who knows if he could turn up in the WWE or TNA in other news. A story we've been following closely here at the show. Since like episode four. Jimmy Snooker's early legal lengthy lengthy battle of cancer has cleared his name after he was being charged of third-degree murder and involuntary manslaughter from his ex-girlfriend at the time. 
the WWE Hall of Famer, who was 73, had all charged against him and dropped for, like I said, the alleged murder of his girlfriend in 1983. The judge felt that Snooker's health was not improving and he is unable to stand trial. Prosecutors, however, had previously argued he was well enough to stand and that any health concerns expressed by his legal team were all fake. The judge, however, sided with Snooker. Snooker's attorney revealed that last year the Snooky may only have six months left to live. So I guess that was last year. Time was that Snooker or Snooky? I just said Snooky, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> too, many celebrities, too many shots, too many celebrity apprentices watching. <laughs> I think we need to send you back to the Indies. I never was in the Indies. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're doing a good job, bro. Good job as hosting Celebrity Apprentice in all the news. Well, in an interview with our boy Sam Roberts from Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson spoke about their desire to reunite the Bullet Club with Finn Balor. Awesome. He said, I can't wait to get him back. I was just texting with him the other day, and I'm always afraid he's kayfabing me or lying to me about showing up because I'm telling you, I named my second son after him, his middle name at least. If he shows up and I don't know about it, I'm going to be a hot man. A hot man? or No, he's going to be hot man. There's a comma right there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be heat. There'd be a little heat ski. <laughs> He'd better fill a brother in. And, um, yeah. He goes on to say a lot more things, but would you be interested in Finn Balor returning into the Bullet Club? I don't, I don't care. Maybe what, what should happen is they should form the Bullet Club. Uh-huh. We should come back to the Bullet Club Hunter. <laughs> that's the thing, right? That's, that's the thing we just talked yes, about? Yes, yeah, yes, right. yes. So maybe the, the Bullet Club Hunters should come back and reunite on Raw. In other news, former WWE announcer and ESPN anchor Todd Grisham has signed with UFC. Really? Big news. Grisham will make his first UFC appearance at the Fight Night event on January 15th, which airs exclusively on Fox Sports 1. This news comes on the back of UFC announcer and mainstay Mike Goldberg announcing his departure with the company last month. I'm a big Todd Grisham fan. Looking forward to this. Not the news. Todd Grisham. Todd Grisham. There was a lot of um, heat with Todd Grisham before he left, right? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Well, he like tried to follow the the path uh, of Jonathan Coachman. Yeah, that wasn't. No, was it? Was that Tuckerson? Yeah, he was at ESPN, but I don't know of any heat. Well, heat like the 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 heat ski. He he felt the heat ski. Let's try this again. In the news. In other news. <laughs> well, NXT superstar Asuka, who has become the longest-reigning NXT Women's Champion in the brand's history, won the title on April 1st, 2016, in Dallas, Texas, at NXT TakeOver. Her reign is based on consecutive days. Damn right. There we go. Paige, your girl Paige, remains the overall longest-reigning with 308-plus days combined reign. That's right, Asuka. So... But soon enough, I'm sure Asuka will beat that as well. In other news. You know how you knew? Huh. Asuka. <laughs> Here we go. Big story of the week. The New York Post reports. Tell him, Hawk. That the XFL is going to receive its very own pop-up Hall of Fame exhibit right here in New York City. The exhibit will feature memorabilia from the failed league, which 
was set up, as we all know, by the chairman himself, Vince McMahon, in 2001. The temporary exhibit is being curated by the producers of the ESPN film 30 for 30 documentary. This was the XFL, which premieres on February 2nd. Unfortunately, it's only planned to be a one-day exhibit set for sometime this month, and I better clear my calendars. That's my jam. I was XFL fan number one. Yeah, you've been waiting for it to debut. Did you take the day off? I'm going to. You should. You should binge watch it over and over, 24 hours straight. You have no clue what we're talking about. Uh, And then you can report it. And then you can report on it. In other news. (laughs) Well, you're speaking of Hall of Fames, right? Yes. There we go. I'm bringing it back. Three-time WCW champion Diamond Dallas Page is the first name to be leaked as confirmed for the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame. WWE is releasing a DVD in March 2017 called Diamond Dallas Page Positively Living. The DVD will hit just weeks before WrestleMania and the mm-hmm. WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. Now, WWE is also reporting planning to induct the late, ravishing Rick Rude. Maybe his son will induct him. Bobby Rude. No? <sighs> sorry. So sorry for this. <laughs> I still think that's his son. I'm so sorry. Um, into the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame class. His induction will be seen as long overdue for many of his loyal fans. That's right. The the, the WWE Green Man also reported that on his Instagram this past week. Might be a WCW kind of show this year at the Hall of Fame in other news. Oh, so I don't have to go. WWE has announced at the WWE Network Series, your favorite, Holy Foley. We're returning for a brand new season on January 29th with the season premiere airing immediately following the Royal Rumble. I gotta say, I'm, I do miss a little bit of Noel. Uh, you follow her on Instagram? Foley's Rack. Oh, smoking hot. Yeah. I uh, still so good in person, too. Thank you, Comic Con. <laughs> Another news. And they're on a good note, right? WWE will reportedly soon announce that WrestleMania. 34 is returning to New Orleans in 2018. The event was last held there back in 2014 for WrestleMania 30, which is the Cumans' favorite WrestleMania. Monday Night Raw is set in New Orleans on January 9th, and Shawn Michaels and Taker are being advertised for the show. This could be the reason they are being brought to help hype the forthcoming announcement. My sources, however, tell me that... Um, the announcement could also be set for SmackDown to get the big post. Great job not reading that. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, I like Too it. Too close. Too close. I like it. I, 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 I don't need to go back. I, I, I like the fact that New Orleans was a great host city. Like, I think it, as far as host cities concerned, it, it was great. Like, Mardi Gras with wrestling fans yeah. drinking on Bourbon Street staying out late nights you know it, it was a great experience so why not Are you coming uh we'll see that's a no. we'll see what happens um that's it for me right any more news no more news ready to i'm gonna go to the bathroom and throw up that shot you just fucking <laughs> fed, fed me let me maybe make you a, a fresher one no i'm good fresh. thanks you, you want a new one no i'm i'm good thanks What are you going to do shots of every time we say Indy? It's coming. Here we go. (laughs) We'll be back. They are so gorgeous. They'll say.
stare that makes you freeze when I appear. Super good looking, every hair in place, everyone loves this gorgeous face. You can't deny my beauty shot on everything that you are not. Part man, but oh mother, am I what you want? Am I who you follow? Don't try and fight it, you can't deny this is perfection, personified. Piercing eyes and a chiseled jaw, molded by the gods without a flaw. Can you feel the presence of greatness near? This hair, this look, Prince Pretty's here. Super good looking, every hair in place, everyone loves this gorgeous face. You can't deny my beauty shot on everything that you are not. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. How fitting is that song with Shawn Michaels returning to Monday Night Raw next week? This yeah. week it was Goldberg. You should have started off with the Goldberg song. I don't have a Goldberg song. Dun, dun, Goldberg. Goldberg. Speaking of Goldberg, I have to heal. What shall we start out with? Raw? We always start off with Raw. I have to heal Goldberg putting his microphone in his mouth. Gross. Oh, yeah. And what a weird visual. Yeah. Like, he's just... It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Who puts a microphone in their mouth? Uh, I don't know. It's gross. That's gross. You could tell one thing. Goldberg is not a germaphobe. Yeah. Who knows where that microphone's been? And a power bottom. Ugh. Disgusting. But I have to cheer the stare down of all the superstars in that last segment as they tease the possible WrestleMania matches. You had... Goldberg versus Kevin Owens, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. <laughs> I mean, they they could have gone any kind of way. I mean, it, it it was pretty cool. I think it was also a good read for the E to kind of see where the fans were gauging to see what kind of match they could actually deliver. Which one were you interested if you were had to pick between those three? Oh, uh, none of them. None of them? No. Goldberg versus KO? Don't care. All right. My turn? Yeah. I have four heels and one cheer. Okay. Try to start with my cheer, end with my cheer. End with, end with the good note. I got to heal Mick Foley screwing up again. I mean, this is now two weeks in a row. He's fucked up. What's going on, buddy? What's going on? <laughs> then, like, he's, uh, Brent Hart, I understand he has a stroke. This is Mick Foley. <laughs> What's going on with Mick Foley? He's like Samson. He cut his hair. Blatantly fucking up, though. Oh. Cutting of the hair. Cutting of the hair. I got 
to heal. Jericho pretending to get hit by a title belt. Remember that? Yep. Great segment. Great moment. But no mention of Eddie Guerrero? That's the inventor of that. That's the guy where it came from. Yeah. No it's, chance it, of Eddie it, in the crowd. It, it, JBL was there. He would have said something. It, it, it's like other people doing the tombstone pile driver. Yeah. There when you go. You know it's the Undertaker's move. That's one of the last things he did before he died, his last match. Yeah. Like, you don't do that. No. You don't do it. You do it, but give the credit to where it's done. That's right. Do. I agree. Go for it. Um, well, while we're on the heel train, I'll heel Foley's haircut. They didn't like it at all. Yeah, it was a little sloppy. It was weird. It looks weird. Um, and I'm also going to heel Goldberg egging on Kevin Owens. Like, when they were doing their kind of talking to each other before he put the microphone in his mm-hmm. mouth, yeah. he was like, hey, on. come on, champ, come on, what you got for me? Yeah. And I was like, um, relax there, Goldberg. You are talking to the champ. Um, I think it kind of made the champion look weak, and it reminded me of how back in Attitude Era when Chris Jericho debuted on Monday Night Raw, and The Rock was like, who are you? And he said, it doesn't matter who you are. That was classic. Yeah, it was classic. But it kind of dumbed down Chris Jericho in that moment because it's his big debut. And it's like, yeah, you're a WCW guy. No one knows who you are. And I felt like that's what Bill Goldberg was doing. I get it. Bill Goldberg got a little bit more confidence in him nowadays. Have you you ever met him? Goldberg? Yeah. No. Don't call him Bill Goldberg. Oh. What should I call him? Goldberg. I don't know very Bill? Familiar, very familiar coming. Oh, I, I should just call him Bill then. Call him Goldberg. But if I call him Bill, I'll call then him I'll Goldberg. be familiar. I'm going to kick my ass kicking. <laughs> um, but I'll end it on a good note. I got to cheer. Two things. Braun Strowman killing Sami Zayn in the last man standing match. I think these Surprise, two- surprise. <laughs> I think it was great. I think Sami Zayn, if he does anything well, he does getting beat up really well. Like, that's his thing. Like, he does that very well. And, and it came off very well. The only thing I didn't like about Braun Strowman is, like, his final tagline. Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. I kind of just like him roaring. Brrr, and, like, that's all I, I like him to do. Um, and finally, my last year of the night for Raw, the A-Show. Corey Graves coining the nickname Munster Among Men. Remember a week ago you were talking about how JR coined many nicknames for Stone Cold Cold Steve Austin, like the Texas Rattlesnake. Yeah. Um, This is exactly what Corey Graves is adding to the commentating booth. And things like this that are memorable, that that rename superstars and and makes them memorable. Like, this is why Corey Graves is so great. Am I the one with Mrs. Batista? Uh, Blutista? Batista versus... This guy on Survivor Series. Anyway, gotta heal the horrible camera work because clearly Chris Jericho did not hit his head on that turnbuckle. Nope. Um, Cut that. And I was very confused. <laughs> I actually thought he blocked it. So the fallout from that kind of like what? What just happened? And then they announced that he did hit his head. Showed the replays at a different angle, which looked like he did, but clearly didn't hit his head. Totally blocked it. Healing. Titus O'Neil being totally misused. Oh, poor mm. Titus O'Neil. Had a good thing going. He's a big stud. And uh, being 
throw into a shitty fucking thing like that. Throw a gimmick. Here's my cheers. Oh, wait. Before you get to your cheers, I have a really good heel that you're going to appreciate. You told me you were done. I thought I was done, but I, I, I saved the best heel for last. Okay. Stuffy McMahon. All right, so you know it's already good because it's Stephanie McMahon, right? Mm-hmm. Being upset that SmackDown beat Raw at the ratings and called Raw the true land of opportunity. I'm going to heal that. Because it's, oh, it's bullshit. Yeah, thank you. It's complete bullshit. Who has gotten well, a shot on Monday Night Raw? Who? Neville, who moved to the cruiserweight division? Oh, wait, maybe the universal champion, Kevin Owens, who was handed a title. Handed a title. Maybe Charlotte? Charlotte has been placed on a pedestal ever since the beginning of time, and anytime she gets dethroned, finds her way right back to the top. So she hasn't left the title picture yet. Sami Zayn. Sami Lame? Maybe he's buried by the monster of men. I mean, Frosty the Strowman is just killing him. Like, there's no land of opportunity. There's no land of opportunity. Strowman's the only one who's starting to rise. But yeah, it took like a whole freaking year to happen. Screw you, Stephanie McMahon. Bullshit. I got a cheers. Uh, Greenman already did. I couldn't jump in because he's fucking going a mile a minute because there's caffeine in that fucking shot. The last man standing match between Braun Strowman and Sami Zayn because, just for the pure fact, it was fun to watch. Because it reminded me of when I play those WWE video games. I just take my time destroying my opponent. Mm-hmm. They'll come and hit with move. They'll do something. Stuns me. I fucking get back in there. Turn his head red. Turn his arms red. Turn his legs red. Turn his body red. Hit finisher after finisher. Oh my god moment after oh my god moment. I destroyed him. I was watching a video game. Good job, Rom Strowman. It's very easy to see uh, Sammy Lane turn red. Yeah. Too, so you could tell. Good job, Rom Strowman. <laughs> that was fucking badass. Badass. Uh, I'm done with Raw. You said you're done twice. Yeah, so I don't know I'm if you're done. done this time. Now I'm done. Let's go on the SmackDown. And the ox- opposite happens here because I only got one heel for SmackDown. So I will start with that. The Nikki Bella, Natalia Segi. It wasn't eventful. It actually didn't do anything for me to enhance, enhance this feud. Nothing happened. Repeating the same shit they've done. It's kind of a waste of my time. Why we're talking about that segment? This is where I have only one heel for SmackDown. All right, great. Of course not. So let me get that out of the way because it kind of blends into that. Uh, I got a heel the writers for their inconsistency between the women having relationship with male superstars because so Natalia is shaming Nikki Bella because she has gotten everything handed to her because of her relationship with John Cena essentially sleeping with John Cena gets her way yep you know she mentioned on how God knows what she had to do for Uncle Brett to take a picture with her on her on his Twitter feed, right? You got Bret Hart, bro. All right, so it's fine. I get it. And Nikki Bella is standing up for herself. Fine, right? But no, John Cena comes around. No, John Cena has not been introduced into his storyline whatsoever. Good. Has not said anything. Does Good. not find it offensive. Doesn't think anything of it. Good job. But Renee Young 
gets told that, you know, maybe she's too involved with Dean Ambrose and maybe she should watch who she's sleeping with. And she, and she gets slapped by by Maurice. Great and slap. and Great she slap. she gets disrespected by the Miz. So and then Dean Ambrose comes and steps in and her savior comes and beat up some security guards and raises up hell, takes us the Miz Intercontinental Championship. So so what's the story you're trying to tell? Like Women sleeping with male wrestlers, is it good? Is it bad? Like, are there repercussions? Like, are, are men supposed to intervene? That's, like, that's not the story they're telling at all. I just find it very inconsistent. It's the same story, but it's just told two different ways. That's and John Cena. You better recognize. He doesn't, get, he doesn't get involved in these. He doesn't need to. And by the way, oh, could you, you tell him not to say that anymore, please? That's Call cool. up Johnny. Call up Johnny. Oh, hey, John Cena, you better recognize. Soon to be 16-time world champion. Woo! My only heal for SmackDown. Damn right, there's the only thing you can heal because fucking SmackDown was awesome. Tell me, tell me more about their awesomeness then. Uh, probably gonna steal one from you. Your boy Baron Corbin. Second week in a row delivers an awesome performance in a match. Agreed. And you wanna tag team that to his consistently home runs on Talking Smack. I think Talking Smack has done very well for Baron Corbin. Yeah. Hey, this guy yeah. is like, Baron Corbin, he has a look, he has a gimmick, he has a character that was cool. He's gaining confidence, too. But uh, I, I wasn't fully bought into him until the last couple weeks, because this guy's been awesome. Well, I gotta, I gotta say, I, I'm, I don't... Well, the whole feud with uh, Kalisto was kind of pointless, but no. Well, the, the, the feud with Dolph Ziggler was also pointless. Remember, he was doing pre-shows for so long. Something. At least get him out there, name recognized. It's a name, Kalisto's not a name. I agree. I think he's getting a lot more confidence. He's not there yet. I still saw him. I, I was excited when he came into that main event picture and he stepped up to John Cena. But I could Ooh. see the nerves. The nerves. Kind of like the, the butterflies in his stomach as he was coming up. Final four or five, Royal Rumble? Final f- who? Baron Corbin? Baron Corbin. Definitely the top four. Uh, final four, maybe the top final five. Uh, I, I could see that. Distance, yeah. I could see that. Absolutely. I think I stole that from you, so I'll continue. Um, yeah, no, that, that was a good okay. cheer. I'm going to cheer. Uh, we talked this off air, but uh, Daniel Bryan explaining why Cena is back in the main event. And by the way, the whole contract signing is full of cheers for me. Like the whole, the fact that John Cena, AJ Styles contract signing never really ended into a big brawl between the both of them, which... Yeah. Usually it's what you could expect from a contract signing was nice. Whoever the writer for this contract signing was, was definitely listening to the IWC because, again, like I said, Daniel Bryan it was explained that Cena is back in the main event picture because of the ratings. AJ Styles was also explaining how Cena... Fucking stained my shirt. Has been... <laughs> the, shot, the shot stained your shirt? <laughs> You're messing up my rant. <laughs> Good. AJ Styles uh, was explaining how John Cena has been great for WWE. Keywords has been awesome. And finally, Super John Cena coming back and standing up for himself, explaining why he is still passionate for the WWE because he's returned after four months of a shoulder injury. And he's been going hard on his schedule day after day until the E tells him to stop. So, like... 
everything was explained. Any question you had was given answers to even before you had the question. Cheering my man, John Cena, verbally destroying AJ Styles. I want to say yet again. Every time they have an one-on-one Seggy before a main match. Always destroying him. Remember the last time they had the big feud was at SummerSlam before that? Yeah. We had the club with them. Yeah. It just sucked. I think that we had the yeah, voice in I here. Wasn't, I wasn't too... John Cena, once again. He's doing a lot better, AJ Talking Styles smack, now. too. I think AJ Styles is not good on his feet. I think if you throw him yeah. a left punch, he's like... Uh, I think John Cena is destroying him. I feel like John Cena is also taking a little bit of pleasure. Damn right, he should. You know, John Cena better recognize. Like he, that's a word recognize. <laughs> but uh, I feel like he's taking a lot of pleasure. Like he he hears what AJ Styles is saying about him being part time and about him not deserving all the shots and how he he's old school and he's past his prime. And like he kind of smiles a little bit. Like if you notice, John Cena smirks. And it's like just just wait till it's my turn. Wait till it's my turn because I got a response for you on that. Oh yeah, you think so? Okay, okay. Just wait. There's uh, TMZ caught up with John Cena and uh, somehow he he was asked if he would want to fill in and co-host live with Kelly Ripa. That'd be great. He said he would love to do it. He likes wearing a suit. Looks good on it. And he said there's something about how cool it would be for him to be in New York early Tuesday morning hosting the show then uh-huh. fly out to somewhere to do Tuesday night Smackdown I can see him doing it too I don't know why he enjoys that oh, he just loves it why? so much I mean I get that he's gotten hustle a, loyalty respect I get that he's gotten a lot of respect Plus for it, his it hustle paid off for his hustle yeah. but we were talking this off air it's like how how much is his real life like how 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 does he know who he is? All he is 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 wrestling. All he is is you know all this performance, all, all this on John Cena being John Cena. Like does he even like cool. know who he as a John person Cena? is? Does he get time to enjoy his family? Does he get time he to be at home with his girlfriend, enjoy yes, his dog, his his beautiful home? Yeah, he does. I mean, you see it on Total Bellas, but that's still a. a a performance of who John Cena exactly. is. He's doing. He's filming. He's great. This guy's the best, man. He doesn't give a fuck. He has. He doesn't want a wife. He doesn't want kids. He wants to hustle, twenty four seven. He wants to be the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. In my he opinion. wants to be a character. That's that's who no, he is. John he he wants to be a John Cena. He, he wants to be the John Cena character. John, no, of who he is. Character. Character is becoming John Cena. Two are coming one. Is the best. <laughs> well, we uh, wish him well any, uh, from a shot of wrestling. I got, I got a chill and a cheers left. Speaking of chills, oh shit, I'm a chill. Um, let me get double click there. No, oh. close. I'm a, I'm a chill. The Miz losing the Intercontinental Championship just because. You're gonna cheer that. I didn't know if I was gonna cheer it because I hope that this means he's. Off to bigger and better things, or if I'm going to heal it because he lost it, so he could win it again a week or two later. Oh, so I'm like okay. right in between. Like, if he wins it again, I'm going to I would heal it, but I really hope this is 
him stepping away from the IC title picture and moving into the main event spot. It's not. Which is what I would hope for the last few times he lost it as well. Yeah. And then you lose another day, another notch. Yeah. That's my chill. That's it. Done? I'm chilling the Dolph Ziggler heel turn. Dolph Ziggler was a good heel. Yeah. Great at it. He did great on the show, I thought. And it's long overdue. He was kind of a little stale, his baby face thing. Okay. Now he's a heel. Okay. What top baby faces on SmackDown are there now? Yeah, Dean Ambrose, John Cena, who's going to be in and out. Dean Ambrose is now the IC champion. So what what face is going to go for the title? What face is going to be in a feud? What face is going to... There's no, there's no, there's not a faces, big faces on SmackDown. Oh, it's going to elevate people like a Apollo Crude, Cruz, Cruz. Well, that's who I think his next uh, program is with. But Cruz. he's too green. He's not ready for a main event thing. Give him a. Well, you could you could have said the same thing when you put Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin about a year ago. Look, the wonders that there. Dolph Ziggler did for Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, where is he now? Yeah, so Baron Corbin, obviously oh, not Baron Corbin. Dolph Ziggler obviously going to face a uh, feud with Paul. Cruise. Cruise, right? But what what top babyface is there? Besides Dean Ambrose. Everybody everybody who was in that locker with Apollo Cruise yeah. win. <laughs> They're not even top. They're the mid cards. <laughs> so obviously SmackDown is obviously thin. Hashtag mid card guys. Face. Cheers. What does uh the Miz and Zack Ryder have in common? They both have hot girls no totally <laughs> they've been my boys since day one okay that too so anytime anything happens you know they're my boys since day one right i said in the show the week after the draft i cheered alexa bliss she's now my girl since day one okay and naya jacks cheering alexa bliss because she's awesome the miz of the, the women's division the, yeah you coined that phrase yeah right i fucking did last week i healed la luchadora because the outfit was ugly I'm cheering Alexa Bliss because only she can make that outfit look good. <laughs> oh my gosh! She you, even JB, in that outfit. even JBL said it. You, you know? noticed he said that last yeah. week too. <laughs> he noticed like, that he was saying last week. Disgusting! It's horrible. Maybe he's the what one. What's she wearing? He's the one listening to a shot of wrestling. Why would you wear? It doesn't make any sense. You're gonna wear a blue leotard with red high trunks and a purple mask and cape. The mask should be red. But anyway, Alexa Bliss looked good. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Nice. <laughs> That's all I got because in the list of bliss because she's the boss. Of me. She is what how do what do you call her? The Miz of the Women's Division? That's right. You know, I should tell her WWE because that they're gonna fucking call that the next. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well JBL listens, so who knows he'll take it. Watch watch him say it on Smack I'm talking Smack one day. That's it. Renee Young listening. Monday Night Raw was challenged by the Rose Bowl game between Penn State sure and that. USC. That was a good game, too, from what I heard. Mm. Now, that game won the night with almost 16 million viewers. Not surprising. Nevertheless, Goldberg's first appearance in Survivor Series Fallout helped deliver a 3.05 rating for Raw, which that, that's a good number. Yeah. There were also challenges for SmackDown Live, which landed the number 10 spot for the night on Tuesday behind shows like Curse of Oak Island. That's right, Curse of Oak Island. Now, see, The O'Reilly Factor and The Kelly File. First of all, the Kelly File is when she announced that she's 
leaving Fox News thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big show. Yes. Oh, I thought for some reason always wins. Tuesday night, also all the TV shows came back. And I said always Tuesday nights is a big night for TV. But the night the day you weren't here, when I did the ratings, right? SmackDown was number two in the key demo, eighteen to forty nine, I think it was. Uh huh. So wondering where they landed this week because well, tenth overall. No one cares about the key eighteen to forty nine. I'm sure it's higher than ten, but well, that's just me nitpicking because I'm a SmackDown guy. In other news, I have a, I have an extra point after I give you the ratings because I find something really interesting from okay. these last two weeks of ratings. But things are back to normal as the B Show scored a 2.59 million viewership, which was down 10% from last week, 2.885. Yeah, last week's show was also the first time SmackDown, like we mentioned before, had defeated Raw in the ratings mm-hmm. in over 10 years, Michael J. Over 10 years. Well, that's not true because they beat him in the draft, but, but you don't yeah. count the draft. But, um, you don't count the draft because it was both shows. Yeah. Tuesday's a big night TV. Monday's but not. here's my theory. Here we go. Um, like you said, if we're looking at the ratings bombshell, right? A lot of shows were coming back this Tuesday. So yeah. they knew this was going to be a tough week for SmackDown plus, to win. Plus Oak Island was yeah. drilling in C2 hole. So, if I'm paying attention to the ratings, yeah, you don't uh, like old No, I've never seen it before. <laughs> Show socks, but it's pretty not bad. But um, if I'm paying attention to the ratings, I would say SmackDown's not going to win this past week. No way. No way. No way. But up against the week that Raw lost the ratings, that was a tough week for Raw. The Raw, there was no way Raw was going to win. Also, I wonder too because Raw. Beat SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, percentage-wise, as opposed to their competition, how did they fare? That's something I don't think we can get our hands on easily. But I mean, we could do the percentages if you want. I'm assuming week, if you want SmackDown to would the be higher percentage-wise. But if they were, I'm sure we would have heard about it. Yeah. So, but anyway. But I, that's why my theory is I, I feel like the... As they were scripting the show and promoting it, because SmackDown was very heavily promoted last week, they knew that Raw wasn't going to make it. So they're going to put all their energy on SmackDown to ensure that there's a story that is being told after after these next two weeks, and they're able to tell it. And they have been telling it in the ring. Yeah. Um, I'll go to the bathroom. Take a quick break. Be right back. That's too much information. I shouldn't have said that out loud, right? I should say we're going to break. <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing it. You, you can refill. Let's, you can refill your shot. Let's, uh, pause for edit. Three, two, one. We're gonna go to break. I need to fill my shot. Uh, we will be right back. Feels so much better. Now that you had a, a shot, 
Oh, yes, right. Yeah, not. Yeah, that shot was great. <laughs> not that concoction. Not the one that I mean? Minus the. You didn't like the beauty liqueur. and the Ambrose? No. Jaeger, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. It was different. So, what about the show? Huh? Great way to start 2017. Good show. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, so, uh, Hopefully, no. 2017 has a lot more uh, great 2016, things. 2016, we had. Uh, Several good interviews. I'm looking forward to what 2017 brings us. Mm-hmm. Uh, any goal thoughts? Um, I am now just a week or two away from being on call for Baby Green Man's arrival. You got my gifts. I got, got the belt ready. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. You got the onesie cool. ready? Yeah, you that was really cool. Booties ready? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, got, I, got, I got his kid a mini replica belt. So I can look for pictures of him flying <laughs> across his shoulder, around <laughs> his waist. I'm going to drop a number on him yeah. and just lay him out. You want a shot at the title? Your birth announcement should be you and him in a sharpshooter. <laughs> or a choke slam. A choke slam. Yeah. Choke slam. I could see it more happening. That's like child abuse already. No, no he's doing it to you. So it's oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so who knows? When could be my last... Shot of wrestling show for for a little bit before. Oh, so I you're announcing your retirement. I'm not. I'm not retiring. I'm just saying I'm going to be on call. We should do a co-host so, search. So, so I may I call miss. It Kelly Ripa. <laughs> you may have to. At the spring of a moment, you know, shot of wrestling co-host needs needs to be happen. A vacancy may be available. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Any final go home yes. thoughts for you? There's a thought I had two weeks ago. I want to talk about it last week. I forgot. I didn't I think the show was too long. I didn't want to talk about it. This week, I had an idea. Okay. I want to throw at you. All right. On air. Usually, I throw all my ideas at yeah. you off air. For the and last, you shut them down. For the last year and a half, the main focus of WWE has been... It has been... Um, right. The women's division. That's right. <laughs> so, now I'm thinking they have elevated the women... To be on par with the men. Okay. Right? Yeah. They're, the champions are flying first class now. Yeah. They're in big matches, yeah. headlining pay-per-views and TV shows. That's right. So I'm thinking, I don't know how big the roster is, but don't you think it's time for a transgender female? Okay. <laughs> not, my, not my thing, but... And all Caitlyn fem- Jenner and all female Royal Rumble. Ooh. The winner is a title shot at WrestleMania. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be what 15, 10 women, fifteen women. I don't know how big the female roster is, but maybe a couple call up from NXT. I think they they definitely could build. Maybe start the show with that. And the show. With oh, the I like that. I like that they could start the show I was with thinking, it because that should be their next. That should be their next thing. Yeah, for the women's division, give them their own Royal Rumble. I mean, you, you you have to thread the line very carefully with that, Michael J, because you you want to push the women. You do as, as part of the package of Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, pay per views. Like they're part of the package, like the cruiserweights. You don't want to push them so far out, and that's why I'm. I'm very confident that this is not going to come out sexist in any way because. Okay, it's going. <laughs> I don't want to get any hate emails, but... Inbox at a shot of wrestling. <laughs> or at 
WWE Green But you don't want to push them so much because then eventually you're going to get into that territory where it's like, all right, so let's give them a whole rumble. Oh, then let's give them a whole pay-per-view. Let's give them their own show. Let That's a little much. But then, That's a little stretch. Yeah, but then it's too much. So then you have two different products. You have like a women's wrestling organization. But it's okay to give the cruiserweights their own show. And that's why I'm saying you have to be very careful on that line. And that's why I was very confident it wasn't going to sound sexist because they're doing the same thing with the cruiserweights. Okay. They're giving the cruiserweights their own show. So I could see them giving the women their own show. But happening. still being part of the overall package that they're delivering to the fans. No, because on Raw SmackDown, they actually deliver storylines, which is a thing we used to do. And the cruiserweights are not doing it. What are you talking about? You have the storyline with um, Alicia Fox and yeah, uh, mostly taking place on Cedric 205 Live. And Cedric Alexander, you have um, Neville coming that, in and wanting British to guy? be the king of. They got the mustache, the gentleman. Yeah, He's not bad. I like that guy. <laughs> you like his storyline, I'm sure. His character. I don't know anything about storylines. So, I think there. Well, I, I just want to see an all female Royal Rumble. Maybe just, just once. You just want to see the female Royal Rumble. Maybe, maybe uh, just that's a good careful. lead. It's a good lead into the female tournament we talked about. Uh, yeah, that could be true. Is that that could be true. That think we would have heard something by now, but that'd be cool. I just want to see an all female Royal Rumble. Well, if you're playing along with this week's drinking game, we said Indy. Oh, by the way, what? No, no we have never seen who, who, uh, Indy. Anna Jones. Damn. <laughs> Just got bumped up a few more times. That was the last shot of the night. I think, I think, <laughs> I think Peyton Manning, surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely. He won, a Hall, he won the. He retired after winning the Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. That's right. But he spent most of his career. I think he should go into the Hall of Fame as an indie <laughs> Apple's Colt. That's, That's all I can do. Now. That's all I can do. I mean, there's a lot more you could do. I mean. There's a lot of things that happen in Indy, Annapolis, like the Indy 500. You see what you see? No. Well, anyways, now if you were playing along with you this week's, you go to two indie shows. <laughs> fucking king of the indies. <laughs> if you're playing along with this week's drinking game, we said Indy before yeah. these last two minutes. We Twice. said it four times. That's not four times. We're up to eight. Yeah. We just doubled it in the last two minutes. Uh, don't Enjoy do your that, night. Don't do that beauty in the ambush. Don't, don't don't drink and drive. It wasn't that bad, but I don't like strawberry. Yeah. I'm telling you, it tasted like Nestle's quick. I don't drink strawberry. The, the no. strawberry, the strawberry one. To be part of the conversation, follow us at a shot of wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and shot of wrestling on Twitter. No A for all your news updates. Said it before, we'll say it again. This show is from the fans and to the fans, and this is your forum to discuss your thoughts. And who knows your thoughts can be part of next week's show. To be part of the conversation, inbox us at a shot of wrestling.com. All right, so for the green man, for your best friend, I'm Michael J. Putty. Putty, yep. Time to play the game. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. 
And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>